Oh, no, that's not. No, I'm, I'm, God has blessed me with a beautiful wife. And, uh, amen, I'll, I'll tell you what, you can't get no better than my wife, Sister Bethany. You cannot. You could search the world high and low, but you'll never find anybody as sweet and as kind and as good of a mother as she is. And my, my little boy, he's a light of my world. I love him, and I thank God every day that, that he has blessed me, even though at, there no, no, no point in my life have I ever deserved to have what I have today. And I, uh, since it is Father's Day, I, I do owe this um, to my spiritual father and also uh, someone who's been like my father, and that's uh, Pastor Orton. Uh, yeah, there's, a, there's a long list of things that uh, I could say that he has helped me through, and uh, most of that was shelter when I needed it, and uh, a father when I needed it, and some fishing trips when I needed it. Some, some, there's been many times that you may not know, but my vehicle's run out of gas in the morning or died in the morning at 6 a.m., and he's, he's, coming, he's coming to pick me up. So I, I owe so much to him, and I'm thankful that God placed him in Marion, Kentucky. Um, I think about all the people out there that God could have reached and filled with the Holy Ghost, but somehow I'm, I'm here today, and I'm so thankful for God's love and for what he's done for me. So what better to talk about today on this Father's Day of 2021 than God's love, than a father's love? If you would, how about we go ahead and get into Scripture. Let's turn to the book of Luke, chapter 15, verse 11, starting in verse 24. Um, thankful for my family being here today. Uh, hear a lot of talk about single mothers and single fathers on Mother's Day and Father's Day. My mom did both, and I, I think she did a pretty good job. I'm thankful for her and glad she's here. Um, when you get there to Luke 15, verse 11, give me an amen, and we're going to start reading. If you would, I'm, I'm going to read just a decent portion of Scripture here. But this is a parable we probably are all familiar with from Bible school. So here we go, and it says, starting verse 11, He said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in, in that land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine, which you don't know that's pigs. So, and he would fain, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, "How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father." I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat, and be merry. And ending with verse 24, it says, For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found, and they begun to be merry. 
Why don't you lay your Bible down beside you or hold it close to your heart and let's ask the Lord to speak to us today. Jesus, we're so thankful for your presence. God, without your love in the beginning, in creation, without your plan for humanity, God, we would have nothing. Without your love, without you coming down in the flesh and giving your life for us on a cross and then raising from the dead again and giving us the Holy Ghost, Lord, we would have nothing. We're so thankful for father figures in our life, God, who show us what it's like to, to love and what it's like to have compassion. Lord, today let us feel your love and compassion in this place. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, a father's love. That is what I will be speaking about today if you, if you hadn't already caught on. But I'm going to talk about the love of a father. I'm, and I'm going to talk about the love of God, who, if you did not know today, is the Father of all. God created this existence that we have. He created this realm of reality that we all live in. He created the tongue in our mouth. He created the tendons in our body that move our joints. He created everything that, that we call life. And He created our breath. He gave us everything that we would need in the beginning. When the earth was without form and void, He did not just form it to be a habitat for the birds of the air or form it to be a habitat for the fish of the sea or the beasts of the field. God formed this world to be a perfect place for us, where He could come and walk with us, a place where sin, yes, it will abound, but grace will much more abound. A place that needed God more than anything, a perfect place where the Roman Empire's crucifixion became the perfect stage for forgiveness to reach the entire world. A place where we live in the grace of God, in the woes of this world living because of the wonderful fighting carnage but helped by the counselor in the treachery of this world under the mercy of the mighty in an empty world ruled by the everlasting combating chaos but by the prince of peace we can be saved and if you didn't catch on that is the just of Isaiah 9 and 6 when it speaks about that unto the unto us a savior that God will be born God will be the savior and come and save mankind that outlines that scripture where he is wonderful he is a counselor he is a mighty God he is the everlasting father and he is the prince of peace I, I, I again to just kind of we got helpful tools uh, to kind of look up stuff you know and uh, we got the Bible app on your phone you can go in there and search a word it'll show you this is how many verses that says this word. So I just kind of went and I just typed in the word everlasting. Because I just think that's such a powerful word. Because God is everlasting. So many verses in Psalms where the psalmist mentions that God is everlasting. From everlasting to everlasting. Lasting for the Lord is good and His mercy everlasting. And His truth endureth to all generations. God is our Father who is never shy of mercy. Who never has an insufficient amount of grace for us. There, there's never been a morning where we have woke up where God's mercies were not made new. There has never been a day where we open our eyes and pop off the pillow where God's mercies were not made new for us every single day. I'll tell you, if you have sinned yesterday, there is new mercy for you today. If you have sinned today, there is still mercy for you today because His mercy is everlasting. I believe that heaven is an example of God's everlasting mercy. Not only is He mighty to give us mercy on this earth, but He has given us a destination, a place where we can go. God has a destination for us. There is a heavenly address with our name on it, church. I believe just as God prepared a place for us in heaven, there is a place on this earth where God has called us to go. 
And it's, I, I would, you could call it today a divine destiny. We have a destiny in time, and we have a destiny where time is no longer, where time has ceased. It's the high calling that Paul spoke about, pressing towards. I believe that our body, the flesh, we have a calling that God has called us to accomplish. And while our spirit at this moment, our spirit and our body are one, we are together. When God comes back, our spirit will leave this body and it will meet Jesus. Our, our flesh's destiny is death, but God has given us our spirit. He has given us our spirit that has a destiny that is out of this world because we do not belong here. You and I were called for greater things. Everyone in this building is called for something greater. There, there's life in every single one of us. And we, we are called for heavenly things on this earth. We are called for supernatural things in a natural world. Because you and I, we have purpose from above. We have power through the Holy Ghost. It's, it's our fuel for the miraculous. It's the secret formula for overcoming sin. How many know today that it's not just the third of the Trinity, but it is God working on the inside of us. It's the life in us. It's the part of us that is unsatisfied when we wake up Monday morning. When we're unsatisfied with just working 9 to 5 every day and coming home and, and eating dinner and going to bed. It is the part of us that's unsatisfied with satisfied living. It challenges us to want more. It is the life more abundantly. And we do, I'll tell you what, we don't get it through some kind of lottery. We don't get it just because we are lucky. We don't have to go through a rigorous selection process to get the Holy Ghost or to get mercy from God because it was given to us. It doesn't matter what, what our skin color is to, to be able to get the Holy Ghost. You don't have to speak English to speak in tongues. There, there isn't a sign that indicates how tall you have to be to be able to ride this ride when it comes to receiving the Holy Ghost because the cross was the great equalizer. God's love that shed was poured out for us on Calvary is the great equalizer equalizer everyone received mercy everyone received grace and it was regardless of your background it was regardless of how many sins you had committed it was regardless of what sins you may commit in the future it was equalized us through God's blood that he shed for us on the cross it was the love of a father on the cross it was the blood from the back of Christ as he was beaten it was the sweat on his brow as he carried the cross to its resting place but not his resting place it was his tears for humanity as the father in the flesh knowing that no one knew how great of a sacrifice that he was making on that cross for them on that day when he gave up the ghost for us we are qualified by a father's love it was too great a price for me to pay but the father Jesus bearing the sin of the world buried it in his own blood it was too great a price for any of us in this room to pay. The sin of this world, our sin, we have no way we could ever atone for the mistakes that we have made, but Jesus made a way. We cannot afford a new life with our own power. That's why we invest in God who has a greater guaranteed return rate. Because in the Bible, if you read in Luke chapter 6, it says, Give and it shall be given to you. We read it in our altar prayer. Pressed down and shaken together and running over. If we give ourselves into the kingdom of God, God will make room for us to be blessed. When it feels like we, have, we don't have enough room to, be able to drive every day to go give someone a Bible study. We don't have enough room to, to wake up and, and get a long enough morning devotion. We don't have enough time to, to reach all these people and to get all these parts in the ministry. And we don't have time for our connect groups. If we invest ourselves into God, we will have a greater return rate than if we invested ourselves in what we think we need. 
you will have a greater return rate if you invest in God more than we invest in our jobs, more than we invest in trying to get to sleep every night. If we would just give to God, He will press down and He will shake things together so we have room to do what He has called us to do. If we give mercy, we receive mercy. If we forgive, we will be forgiven. The blood of Jesus, church, is no respecter of persons. And I'll tell you, that blood still flows today. The blood still works today. The blood has never lost its power. How many know that if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for the Father that left all of heaven, that left the continual crying of holy, 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 that took all the robes of flesh for us today, way back before we need it. But well, He did it. He did it for us. He gave us the blood before we could e even knew what sin was as a, as a little child. He gave the blood for us. He gave the blood for our families before we knew that we needed to get in here and save our families. He gave us the blood for the people at our jobs before we needed, we needed to reach before we knew we needed to reach the people at our jobs, God has already has the blood poured out for us. And He is waiting for someone to pick up the idea that the blood can cover our mistakes today. That the blood is greater. That it has never lost its power. That it covered all of humanity's sin when Jesus gave His life on the cross for us. He is a good, good Father. I, I believe that song when, when IBC sings that He is a good, good Father. And here today, I believe that many of us know what it's like to be the prodigal in, in what I, the text that we read, the story that we read. We know what it's like to be the prodigal. To You know, we have all we need in the presence of our Father, but sometimes we let our flesh lead us towards sin. Yeah. Yeah, how many have ever been on that journey into a far country like it speaks about? Yeah. I've been there. I've, You know what? It wasn't that long ago when I was about 15 years old, I, I took a journey into a far country. I, I kind of thought my way of living would be better than the way of living in the church. And the things I was surrounding myself with, the environment that I created for myself at my house was not conducive to living for God. I would still come to church, and I, at that time I'd play the bass, but there was nothing, there was no substance beyond just coming and, and doing what I thought I, I had to do. It was in that journey into the far country that I realized that I needed to cover my life in the blood of Jesus. Yeah. That no matter how far I ran, no matter how, how far away I went, there was always enough blood for me. I'll tell you what, sometimes it just takes a journey into a far country to realize what we had all along. Yeah, it's, it's nice out there while we've got the money. But just like the prodigal son, when we're living in sin, we're living on an inheritance that will run out. We're sliding by on grace that does have an end. Because I, I heard Brother Narlock preach one time. He said, grace is not grease. And we're not just going to slip by the judgment of God. We're not just going to slip in the back door of heaven. We're not just going to slip by God's judgment when He comes back for us. Like the sun in this story, we waste our substance on riotous living when we take that journey into the far country. Because we have a substance given of God. Everyone in this room is worth something. You are worth so much more than you could ever imagine. You're worth so much. God gave His life for you. He gave His life for me. There is a substance inside of us that God is trying to get us to realize that we have. There is a purpose in us that is greater than we could ever know. That only a Father like Jesus could see in us. Like only He could see from, from Calvary all those years to this day. Where He saw the potential inside of every heart that is 
beating in this room. And it's beating because Jesus lets it beat every single day. He, he gives us breath in the morning so there might be a chance that we find our purpose on this day. He gives us every single day that we might find our purpose. Because there's no way that we're just going to slip by the judgment of God. He gives us grace as our inheritance. And we do not need to waste our inheritance on riotous living in this world. When we can realize that there is substance inside of us. We have a substance given of God. We have talents that we can multiply in God and not waste in this world. Gifts that this world wants to steal. We have naturally talented people in this church. We have naturally talented speakers. We have naturally talented reachers. We have naturally talented musicians and singers. There is a substance inside of you that this world could not put in you. The genetics in your mother and father did not create that anointing that you have when you get behind the pulpit. The genetics in your mother and father did not create the voice of an angel that flows out of you when you sing songs for Jesus. That does not happen naturally. It is a supernatural substance that is spoke about when we read the story of the prodigal son because we find in our text that he comes to a place where he runs out of substance, that he wasted his substance with riotous living. There is a substance inside of you that God realized on Calvary. And He gave His blood for it. He gave His blood when He was beaten for the substance that is in you. Because He wants to see you do greater things. He wants to see you not waste your life. He wants to see you not just cruise by on grace. But find something that is greater. That is inside of every single one of us. Something that only a father could see. And I can look on some of your faces. The Father in your life, your earthly father, did not see your potential. But I'll tell you right now, there is a heavenly Father that is looking at you and sees your potential. There may be some men in your life that stepped out. There may be some fathers in your life that thought you were no good. But Jesus saw past all the certain mistakes that you've made. And He gave you blood because He saw your substance. He knew that there might be a moment when you find yourself in the far country. But I believe from the moment that that prodigal son left, his father knew he exactly how he would accept him back I believe he was waiting for the day when his son realized there was something greater in him and that he always had an inheritance in his father's house and he was just waiting for the day when his son come back God is waiting for us to come back he is waiting for us to realize that soon enough our inheritance is going to run out soon enough that righteous life in a far country is going to come to an end and we'll find ourselves in a time when a famine comes upon the land and we will find that we've wasted all we had and we will begin to be in want just as the scripture says just as Jesus was saying in this parable we will begin to be in want a time when we realize that we're dining on things that's meant for pigs we realize we're dining on things that's meant for the swine, the beasts of this earth. God did not intend for us to fall into the clutches of sin. He did not intend for us to fall into the nasty dirtiness of sin that, that coats our lives and, and, and just grossness. God intended for us, just as Adam and Eve, to walk in the garden with Him. 
But he had a plan for us when sin come. And that was he would come and be slain like a lamb. Led to slaughter. He wouldn't open his mouth. He wouldn't try to get out of it. He knew that one day he would come and he would save humanity. It's in those days that we wake up unfulfilled. Even though we've got everything we want. But there's a longing. And it's that connection to the Father. We cannot erase lineage. You cannot erase who your father is. You cannot erase who your mother is. There's not enough court papers you can sign that can erase the blood that's flowing in your body. And, And I'll tell you what, there's not enough sin that you can amount in your life that can erase the blood from Jesus that is flowing over your life. You cannot break the lineage that connects you to Jesus because we are his sons and daughters. We cannot break that cord that runs all the way through the Old Testament into the New Testament. That that cord of grace, that cord of truth in the Old Testament being the fact that someday there's going to come a Messiah. Someday there's going to be a Savior. They were hoping, they were speaking into existence salvation for humanity. And in the New Testament, in the Gospels, boom, a baby comes unto us. Jesus is given and he shall be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father and the prince of peace that is who he is today and you cannot erase the fact that we are connected to Jesus Christ we cannot erase the fact that he died for us on Calvary you can find any history book and you can blank out the page that speaks about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ but you can never erase the sacrifice that he gave for us you can never erase that blood in your life you can never go too far that the blood cannot reach you once again I'll go back to our text and read this one more time And when he came to himself, this is verse 17, and he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? Some of us are called to a ministry that would blow our minds, a place where we can go and we can have bread and we can have bread to spare. There is a a ministry that is for, for every single one of the people in this building right now, a place where God has called you to go, that is such a place of overflow that that the devil is trying his best to erase that lineage in your life. He's trying to tell you that there's no way the blood can cover that. There's no way the blood can cover that addiction. There's no way the blood can cover that fight with depression that you have. There's no way the blood can cover that argument that you just had with your family. There's no way the blood can, can fix that broken connection in your family but I've come to tell you today there is a place that God has called us to go there is a ministry there is life in you there is substance in you that the devil is trying to hide he's trying to tell you he's trying to make you cash out your inheritance before it's ready he's trying to tell you that you've already got enough grace that you've got enough mercy that you can step out and live how you want to for a while and you'll be able to come back but one day that inheritance is going to run out and you'll find yourself in a pig's pen realizing that even the servants had enough bread and more to spare and you'll be in a place where you'll feel like you're dying of hunger he says I perish with hunger he says I will arise and go to my father how many are thankful that we have a place where we can go to the father 
that He has an open ear for any moment that you find yourself where you have fallen to sin. Because you are flesh. I am flesh. It's going to happen where temptation comes and we fall into sin. But there is red blood that flows from Calvary. There is red blood that come off the body of Jesus Christ. And that blood did not end when His body was laid in a tomb. But it come back it rose with Jesus when he come back on the third day and it is here with us today it is why we are here because we believe that God is the savior of humanity and we want to see souls saved in Jesus name there is a place where we can come to the father and we can say father I have sinned against heaven and before thee and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son anybody ever got there before feel like God, I'm not even worthy to be called your son. I'm not even worthy, worthy to be called your daughter. I'm not worthy to step out of this pew and go to an altar. I'm not worthy to be able to breathe this breath every single day. You ever felt like that? That's what sin makes us feel like. We, you know, we just feel awful. We feel terrible. That's the con- when conviction comes in our life, and that's what was happening. He got to a spot where he had no more inheritance, and the conviction began to set in. And hunger began to set in. And in this moment, his, his hunger, he could have decided, well, maybe I'll give it one more shot. And he could have let misguided hunger take him back into the far country. Take him back to that place where he realized, once again, where he will inevitably realize that there is no more inheritance. Where that righteous living is going to run out. Today, I'm just trying to talk to us about the love of a father. Because this father in this parable loved his son. He loved him. He had an inheritance for him. He, he, I'm sure, was tore tore apart when his son ran away. And it was in this moment when the son decided to finally get up out of where he was. Out of that muck, out of that mess. And he decided to go back to his father. But the Bible says, but when he was a great way off, his father saw him and he had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto the father what he had already rehearsed. He said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. God is waiting today for us to, to say, God, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I have sinned against you and I have sinned against heaven. But Father, if I, 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 I'm back here because I, I want you to have compassion on me. I don't even have to be your son anymore. You can just make me a servant in your house. And I'll be happy with just being a servant in your house. If we could get that mentality where we just come to an altar and say, Father, I have made mistakes. I have sinned. I, I'm just here because I, I just need to serve in this place to, be, to have bread. I, I don't even have to be your son. You don't have to, to robe me in inheritance anymore. You don't have to... To, to give me the best meat from your table. I just need to serve. I just need to be here. I just need to be with you. My father, I just need to be with you. And the father who I'm sure was waiting for his son. If I could get some music as I bring this to a close. The father who was waiting for his son. He was excited when he saw his son come back. He, for, he saw him from a great way off and he didn't just stand there and wait for his son to get to him, he ran and he met him. 
I believe that if, if we would find ourselves in that place where we have a longing for forgiveness, if we got up, God would meet us today halfway. He would meet us right where we are if we decided to get up and come to an altar today. And the Father, what He did was He got the best robe for Him. He was, he was willing to be just a servant, but the Father got the best robe for Him. He put it on Him. He put, he, he put a ring on His hand, which, which was to show the, the, the great, just the power that He had as, as the Son of His Father. And He told the servants to bring forth the fatted calf and kill it, and they were going to have a feast and be married. Get this, for the Father said, He said, for this son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to You ever just feel like you're dead sometimes? You ever just feel that way? You ever just go through the regular 40 hour work week or however long you work or, or if you live at home or you stay at home, however it is if you're a kid or you're an adult, you ever just feel like there's something more? proclaim you and he can say for this my son he was dead but he is alive could you imagine what it's like when we, if we, when we go to heaven one day and, and just like when the prodigal son goes back to the father the father says he's happy to see me says for my son was dead but he's alive again can you imagine what it's going to be like when jesus looks at you and says you were once dead but you're alive again and he's saying he's got i got a feast prepared for you I've got something that you want to see. Enter in my faithful servant. Well done. We can get there by coming to an altar and getting forgiveness on this Father's Day. Forgiveness from the Father. Forgiveness from our Heavenly Father. You may have lost your earthly father, but there is a heavenly lineage that is unbreakable by sin. You may not have a daddy to run home to today, but you can run to this altar and you can find safety. You can find power in Jesus. The Bible says that He is a strong tower. And we can run to Him and we will be saved. We can find shelter in the, in the shadow of the Almighty and it is here at this altar today. So if you would, how about let's come pray and let's ask God for forgiveness and find Him. I still remember 